If you have a Bible, would you turn with me to Habakkuk chapter 3? And um, we're going to just do a few lessons from Habakkuk chapter 3. And uh, let me think I can just bring this up here. Kathy, it might... Oh, it's disappeared you, Kathy. That's okay. I'll move out of the way yeah. for a bit. Uh, you know, um, one of the things that... Um, one of the things that we do is we get into a rut and a routine uh, in our prayers. We we don't allow the richness of of what God is wanting to say to us in prayer. We have to learn that prayer is a faith conversation. It's a place where you open up your mind and your spirit to new possibilities and so don't make your prayers one dimensional and so I'm going to take you through Habakkuk chapter 3 and we're going to just look at some principles now when I say that faith uh, that praying is a faith conversation I do not mean that it's only a way of getting things. Of, I don't mean that it's, oh, just believe and then you'll get things. That's not what I mean. I mean, it's sure, it's a way of receiving, but it's a way of seeing things in a different way. When you pray, you begin to see things in a different way. Prayer is a faith conversation that can open up the riches of a deep relationship with God. So tonight I want to just teach you a little bit about the richness of praying. It's this faith conversation that opens your eyes to see things in a different way. And from Habakkuk's prayer in chapter 3, we can learn some principles of prayer that stop it becoming a routine in the sense don't keep doing the same things in your prayers all the time. Now, sure, it's good to have a routine. It's good to have a habit, but let's mix it up. The first thing that I want to encourage you to do is have a look at it there in Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Just, just look at that with me. Habakkuk says, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Lord, repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. And one of the things that you can do in your prayer life is ask God to repeat. We sing a song, don't we? Do it again, Lord. Move the mountains again. Look at the things in the Bible. Look at the things that God has done in the past and say, God, I ask you, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Repeat them again in our day. It's really important that you remember what God has done and say, do it, do it again, Lord. So maybe you could spend some time in prayer this, uh, this week and say, Lord, I want you to do again what you did for that person. Do it again for me. When, when we pray this way, we begin to understand this is how the world's supposed to be, and our heart breaks for what he wants to do in his people. Now, another way of praying is to fill your mind with the greatness of God. Look at Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 4. It says, his splendor was like a sunrise, rays flashed from his eyes, where uh, his hand where his power was hidden. In one sense, one of the things that we need to do is just understand 
the absolute greatness of God that that we that when we're praying and in the richness of praying, we just say to ourselves, well, God, be what you are to us in the Bible. Fill our minds with his greatness. Sometimes we get straight to the needs instead of the greatness of God. Another thing that we that Habakkuk does, if you look in verse 8, prayer remembers God's victories. Um, he, he says in verse 8, Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the sea when you rode your horses and your chariots of victories? And he's recounting the great history of Israel when Egypt was defeated. Now think back to a time when you have had a victory. Recount that victory. Celebrate that victory and let that fill your prayer life. It's not wrong to go back over old victories. What I'm trying to do tonight is trying to teach you a little bit about prayer uh, so it doesn't become routine, so it becomes rich, that you begin to say, well, do it again, Lord. Lord, these are your victories. This is your greatness. And I kind of wrapping up, I just want to say to you that prayer is not transactional. Uh, we have to remember that Jesus has won great victories for us. But And what we have done is sometimes we make what I call prayer like a transaction. God, I will praise you more if you do this for me. Or if you do this, then, or if I do this, then you can give me that. That's not what prayer is about. Prayer is a rich thing that helps us to wait, even when things are difficult. Now, turn with me, everybody at home, get your Bible out, or, you know, don't use the same device as what you're watching now, but get a Bible out and look at this prayer from Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 16, 17, and 18. It's a really famous prayer. Habakkuk says this, I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound. Isn't it great that the Bible encourages us to have an experience in prayer, that it isn't just asking for things? Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled, yet I waited patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there's no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. You see, in prayer, church, we have to see that God gives us more than just material things. God gives us the richness of relationship and actually God wants us to understand more of him. Now he does give us things and that is true. He does help us with things but um, uh, he does let us know what is happening but understand that prayer isn't just about receiving things. It's about even though when things aren't going well, yet I can still receive joy 
in you, my saviour. Now, you might think, oh, Pastor Mark is just teaching us about prayer so it doesn't become boring. Actually, I'm trying to get you to see the richness of prayer for actually a very different and important reason. And I've written it down there. Prayer richness leads to revelation. As we engage in varied and rich prayers, the Lord begins to show us revelation and bring us to a higher level. It's the people who make prayer boring that stay on a level. And what I really want to encourage you to do is to begin to say, well, how can I celebrate God's greatness? How can I ask him to repeat what he's done in the past? How can I uh, say to the Lord uh, that I'm not just after things, but I want to know him even when it's difficult? How can I go deeper with the Lord? Because when we do that, he can take us to new levels in our lives. In fact, our lives begin to have a new definition. Our vision becomes more about his spiritual purposes. Everybody turn with me and just let's close by reading Habakkuk, the American version, <laughs> Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 19. Now this says, and a famous book was written on this verse that I'm going to tell you about in a moment, but the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. And uh, some translation says, he makes my feet like hinds feet on high places. Actually, when you vary your prayer life, he takes you up a level. He makes you like a deer. Have you seen those nature programs that can climb up the side of a mountain and you go higher in revelation? So don't make your prayer life a rut. Of course, you want to be in a habit of it, but let it be rich. Begin to say, well, God, what do you think of this? And what do you what do you think of 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 this situation? And and what is it that you are saying to me? Because you want to make your prayer rich because he wants to make your feet like hinds feet on high places. And and uh, let me just bring Kathy back in a, a, a moment. But but Kathy, do you remember that book that we all used to uh, read by Hannah Hunard, her name was? And she was a Puritan, and she's written a very famous book. Right now, if you've got a different device, don't go off the prayer meeting. Just Google Heinz Feet on High Places by Hannah Hunard. And it's an allegory of spiritual growth. Do you yes, remember it, Kathy? Yeah, I've read it several times. Yeah. yeah, not recently, but yeah. And Hannah Hunard was a Puritan. And you would find the allegory, it's about how how a Christian moves to maturity. So, you see, by praying in a rich way, God wants to move you up a level. So I just wanted to encourage you not to make prayer boring or uh, prayer something tonight that would be uh, something that's just uh, a rote or a routine. Let's get you in this picture a bit, Kathy. There we go. Um, Kathy, um, what are some of the things that you've been praying for in your 
devotional life in the last few uh, days and, and weeks? Um, I Well, I have been praying for the government, as I said at the beginning, and I've been praying for family members as well. Um, you know, we, we have three grandchildren and I, I try to pray uh, regularly for them that God will just bring out all of his purposes in them. They're very young at the moment, but yeah. Um, yeah and so I've been praying, I pray for family a lot and, uh, and, and, and the church, I, I do go through the prayer requests uh, and yeah. pray for those regularly. Yeah. In yeah. fact, Kathy is one of our intercessors, mm. and so any prayer requests you send in, Kathy does actually yeah. pray through them. Mm. And so we we just want to make sure that you know that you are being prayed for. Yeah. Um. So let's be rich in our prayers, and and actually, here's a word for you: as you make your prayers rich, your revelation will increase of God's purposes and God's mind. Just going to bring Pastor Nick back in and believe he might have some extra prayers for us.